Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm proud of myself that my mic is working finally. That you turn the on button on. Hello and welcome to Crush the Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Kirsten Lyons and I'm joined by my cozy cousin and co-host. Alliteration. Aaron Raderstorff. Sometimes I like to mix it up. We get a little crazy. Before I even said hello, I looked, I follow an account called Penguin Daily Love because. <laughs> wow. And it has we need little- therapists when you have that. <laughs> it has a little penguin running around. Oh. Penguin. Uh, for those of you who can't see, which is everyone but me, Aaron is currently in a sleigh bed, like a huge sleigh bed that you'd see in a Hallmark movie bed and breakfast, wearing a like rust colored sweatshirt crew with a crew neck sweatshirt with a giant blanket over topper and sitting behind her. I have like is 10 like, blankets and like eight pillows behind me. The best part is she's not in Colorado or Idaho or I don't know, Montana. She's in Vegas, baby. It's like 115 degrees there. I think the funniest thing is I tell people I'm going to Vegas and I picture myself like cuddled up in bed with like a Dutch bros coffee and they picture me out like partying. And I'm like, no, no, this is my relaxation time. <laughs> Guys, today's episode is one of coziness, of sharing, of happiness, of updates, of we're really tired and we didn't book anybody. <laughs> Maybe very busy people. We've just had a crazy couple of weeks. We've had such amazing guests. We brought our live came out last week with Claire McAllen. We have some awesome people hopefully lined up for the next few weeks and some great stuff for Christmas season, but we just, we're going to, we're going to take a week off from chatting with others and chat with each other. Yeah. Not that we didn't we just don't do talk that a couple of weeks. I know <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when we talked about rom-coms. We just really need to catch up, you know? Well, in all honesty, we we haven't caught up a lot. We haven't, no. Partly like because I, normally we, we do our catch-ups while I drive around in the morning, but gas in mm-hmm. LA is $5.60 a gallon, so I've stopped mm-hmm. driving. <laughs> so. did you, how did you get to Vegas? Uh, I filled up my gas tank for $77. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds delightful. Yeah, that's why I can't go gamble now. I have nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> nothing left in the tank emotionally and physically. <laughs> physically. Um, okay. Really quickly. I texted you and I said, Oh, 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 wait a second. All right. So we have a review. I wish it was bad. That'd be fun. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't leave us a bad review. Don't, don't say that. Um, we can or- be like Mandy Batney at the end of her podcast and be like, leave a review. But if you're going to say something nasty about my voice, then don't. <laughs> I like her voice. I don't see anything wrong with her voice. And she sounds bad, like somebody so. I know. And I'm not going to include any of this. Wait, no. Why? Okay, I will. Fine. Whatever. It's actually a review from June that we never read. And it's quite long. Uh-oh. It's like real long. Um, so you let me know if you are ready for me to read this. Go for it. Okay. Five stars. You know how you love to go watch comfort shows like Friends or The Office over and over again because they're so familiar? That's what crushed is. It's familiar because everyone knows these crushed moments where things don't go how you thought they would. Kirsten and Aaron have a delightful relationship as cousins with nearly a 15 age difference. Nobody needs to know that. 
And as a 37 year old listener, I love that I can see myself and my experiences in both of their life phases. And there's so much we can learn from each other when we're all in different phases of our lives. I binged all the episodes and have even gone back and listened to a few again because they were so fun and full of heart. And I may hear something that resonates differently with me the second time. Topics are exactly light, lots of heartbreak, loss, disappointments, but these ladies have me laughing and wanting to pull out my boy band playlist every episode. Ultimately, these interviews highlight the hope that even when things don't go the way we want, it won't always be that way. We're not alone. Things get better and we can always bond over these heartaches. That's so nice. Isn't that so nice? We got that in June. And honestly, I just, I forgot, I guess I didn't see it or I don't know. Wait, I kind of want to go, hold on. I want to go. Hey guys, have you left us a review? We'd love for you to leave us a review. We'd love for you to share our podcast. We'd love for you to become a crushy um, and get involved in the live events or the extra content or um, the brand new car I'm going to give everybody. That's a lie. I don't. I'm yeah, don't say that. that. <laughs> um, but seriously, guys, we love um, we love reading reviews and we love seeing um, how this podcast is affecting you. And I think even more than that, I was thinking about this a lot. I love hearing, and I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I love hearing when people say, oh, my friend told me about this. You know, we had one buddy say I was at a yeah. wedding and I was at like the singles table and somebody was like, you got to listen to crush the podcast. So yeah, just share our podcast guys. And then when you do let us know, tag us on Instagram and then we'll share it too. And it'll be so fun. It'll be like a big sharing thing. Are you okay? You have a lot of I don't energy know. I do. I have a lot of it. Well, it's because my son got up at 5.40 in the morning. What a legend. He is. He had a diaper and he needed someone to take care of it. The best is when I'll be on the phone with you and in the background, I just hear tractor. <laughs> He's super into tractors. He's been for Halloween. I found, okay. So he loves Mickey Mouse and he loves tractors and construction. I found this little stuffed animal on eBay from a few years back and it's construction Mickey. So I went to a kid's consignment store, got a bunch of little clothes that look like it, and then ordered this little Mickey Mouse construction hat. And he's going to be construction Mickey for Halloween. That is so cute. And Ellie is going to be Kim Possible. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. That is so cool. We still got to make her some sort of a little belt. And I ordered like black tennis shoes today because she needs an extra pair of shoes. Uh, what I try to do for Halloween is I love, other than last year, I really love to make costumes, but I love to use pieces that I get at kids consignment stores or like that I can, then they can wear all your wear clothes. later. Yeah. Yeah. Last year we were at, um, living with your mom and she may have gotten the deluxe Anna or the deluxe on a frozen thing. Cause your mom had like a discount and a gift card and it was pandemic. And so girlfriend got, she got like a $90 dress for like $35. It was amazing. That is Halloween was my mom's strong suit. I had some incredible Halloween costumes as a kid. And she matched you a lot. She did. That was the best. You know, what's so funny though. I was just thinking about this. Once I kind of stopped doing Halloween, I didn't want anything to do with it really. Mm. Uh, so I didn't, and even in college, like we'd go out for Halloween and I had this tank top that said lifeguard. I think it was a lifeguard for like three years in a row. And I just wear the tank top and a whistle call it a day. I was a football player. I'd wear this like football Jersey. I got a target and just do like the black lines on my, under my eyes. And have I told, okay. So our Halloween's were very different. You got like yes. the deluxe Disney store costumes. And well, I was I, an only child too. Yeah. And also your mom, I think really enjoyed Halloween. Yeah, She loved dressing up. Like that was, I think a lot of times I, I can't speak for every parent, but like, I love Halloween. I love making the costumes. I love the creativity. I, it's not, I don't even care about Halloween so much. It's just like yeah. the costume parade. The dressing up. Yeah. The dressing it's up. Theatrical. And, 
and it's creative. I get to like, yeah. oh, I'll put up something like Ellis was Daniel Tiger one year. Like basically I just find pictures of things and then hand so felt like that's how yeah. we, you and I were Buzz and Woody when we, we all were. went to, we got to share that picture. We all went to Disney, your mom again, Jenny the Great uh, treated us to uh, tickets. Like what is it called? Mickey's. The not so scary Halloween party, but they don't actually do it anymore. Well, they do, but it's a whole different thing now. Well, it was so fun. We all went. Um, We were Toy Story because Ellis wanted to be, or Ellie wanted to be Jesse. Jesse. So I made her like her own little version of Jesse. It was so cute. It was so fun. Um, Bradley was the prospector. I made him this white felt beard. It was super cute. Uh, He also wore my overalls. Really kind of. We know about your overalls. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't have those anymore, but I love overalls. I love them. You know, they, they look really cute on you. They're, they're not the cutest on me, but they look great on you. You look great in jumpsuits, like rompers, anything like that. Um, That's real sweet anyway. But so, yeah, I'm just super excited. I just love Halloween. So I don't know how long Loke's going to keep the hat on, but if we can just maybe get one picture, that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, Wait, there was something else I was going to say about Halloween. We're talking about my costumes. Oh, Okay. So my Halloween was basically, my mom was like, go in the rag bag, or we had some costumes, go in there and pick up something, or you could make it. My mom was always like, you can make it. I had one store-bought Halloween costume in first grade. My grandparents came into town, my dad's parents, and they bought me a Crayola costume, which I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like it's store-bought. Every other year it was like, you know, I don't need to know, put something together. In third grade, I wanted to be an ice cream cone. So I got poster board and made a sandwich board. Did I tell you this story? No, but I love this. So I had like a brown, I got a white triangle. I put lines on it. I colored it. It was the cone. My face was supposed to be the ice cream. So I painted my face pink. And then I made a paper, like a cardboard or poster board, red cherry to go on top. I thought it looked great. I was in third grade. Everybody thought I was a piece of pizza and my face is pepperoni. (laughs) I was devastated. Oh no. Also in it's funny I was just talking to a friend about this. It's happened a lot in my life where I didn't get the memo that I had moved on from doing like really on brand costumes to like when right. girls started doing like sexy costumes. Right. And I went and visited my friend at her school and I kind of had this idea to be a tourist and so I had like a Hawaiian shirt on and a fanny pack and a visor and like super I looked, cute. I mean pretty great costume. And I get there and all the girls are in like slutty costumes and I'm like, ah, foiled again, missed it. Just, just missed the mark there. So one year I was spaghetti cat. It's a very like, what? It's like, what are those called? Deep cuts or like deep, like a deep oh, cut you, on inside. A- you call it like inside baseball, don't you? Yeah. But it's like, okay. So the soup with Joel McHale, Okay. they showed this clip that was like a, I think it was like a local KTLA or something thing where these people are talking to this person. I think they may have like it been in a drunk driving accident. Like it's a pretty serious discussion. And then without warning, they're just <laughs> without warning, somebody just put up a picture of a cat eating spaghetti. And then it got right back and nobody talked about it. So the soup showed it. I mean, this had to be 15 years ago. I thought it was the funniest thing. And one year I dressed up, like the year that it came out, I dressed up as spaghetti cat. So I wore like a black, I don't know, unitard or something. And I had like cat ears. And then I put like, I made like um, clay and I put spaghetti on my (laughs) arm. And somebody was like, (laughs) they're like, why is there somebody cat (laughs) with a wound on their arm? (laughs) And 
And I was like, it's not food, it's spaghetti. But then there was one other girl. make it even better. There was one other girl. I was at West Hollywood um, Halloween, which is insane. There was another girl dressed as Spaghetti Cat and I've never been more excited. We started freaking out. We were like, Spaghetti Cat. You know what that reminds me of that episode of New Girl when uh, the Winston's girlfriend at the time dresses as raining cats and dogs and she dresses like a queen and she has like stuffed animal cats and dogs all over. And Winston was like, I thought we said we were going to do sexy costumes. And she goes, a sense of humor is the sexiest thing a girl can have. 100% I agree and they break up and then she's walking around and and nobody all night no one's getting her costume they break up and she's walking to like her car and somebody walks by and is like raining cats and dogs and she's like yes and I'm like hey there's people out there for everyone you know (laughs) yeah I just I love Halloween and oh oh, this was gonna say so last year I store-bought costumes I bought Loic this cute little hedgehog costume um at Target and I had such guilt because I had made all these costumes for mm-hmm. Ellis over the years with felt and other, you know, cobbling together these little costumes. And I just had so much guilt. And then I was like, I was like, Kirsten, we're in a pandemic. You're not like you're, you're doing your best. You're doing your best. You don't yeah. even have a house right now. <laughs> you're living with <laughs> your family, like calm down. But it took, it was hard. It was really hard. Cause I just felt like, I don't know. I felt like I had let him down. Even yeah, though I feel he that. was like, it was like whatever nine months he's like mom I don't I don't care I want you to talk about this post because I thought it was so cute and sweet and I loved it um so the other night and I I, again with like I had post this and we'll we'll share it again but I want to be careful just to like protect Ellis and kind of what she was talking about but the other night she uh we do three Hail Marys every night so we we say our prayers every night we pray for very we pray for all of Ashley's family we pray for Loke's first family we pray for some special people she wants to pray for and we just thank God for the day and we kind of go through the day and we do that with dad and then dad leaves the room usually and we do three Hail Marys so right after the she goes mom I stopped she goes mom what Hail Mary are you on I go that was three she goes okay well I just really want to ask to pray and ask God to help me because sometimes I don't feel pretty or she said because a lot of times I don't feel pretty and obviously you know if you've been listening to this podcast for (laughs) more than two episodes you know that that's something that I have struggled with a lot and especially being in the business I was in and going back to we even have a whole episode that Marcia is on where we talk about um the value of pretty yeah and worth that that word carries yeah it was this You know, there's a lot of times as a mom for me that I feel very, um, like, I don't want to say I don't need help because that's not what I mean. I just, you feel confident. I feel confident. That's a great, thank you. Like I was a nanny. I'm the second oldest of five kids. There's a lot of ways in being a mother. I feel confident. There's also a lot of ways in being a mother and a human. I don't feel confident. Some ways I don't feel confident yesterday, um, ordering, food at Moe's, which is a burrito place. I was an idiot and didn't know what I was doing. Uh, going to the Brooklyn butcher shop. I've never felt so scared. I sweat every single time <laughs> I would go in there. They, it's so fast. They ask you so many questions. They're like, do you want skin on the chicken? I'm like, I don't know. They're like bones in a bones out. I'm like, I don't know. I don't cook. Oh my gosh. I would sweat going to the gym. I sweat. And there's definitely times as a mother, like I messaged you about this a couple weeks ago, just like there's certain moments in my life where I just feel this like, I don't know what I'm doing, but for the most part, as a mom, I actually do feel pretty confident. But Mm -hmm. in this moment, I literally was like, oh shit. Yeah. Like it, I just was like, not that I don't ask God 
to be with me throughout the day and all things. But like in this moment, I was like, I can't do this. Mm. I can't do this. I'm, I'm really on the verge of like, what do I do right now? And I think I just knew what a big deal this one conversation was and how totally. it could open doors to more or could shut doors off. So yeah, we talked about it and we talked about why, you know, and, and she shared kind of these two attributes that she struggles with, which was so interesting to me because they're the two features that people constantly are like, Oh, those are so beautiful. So or, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's also hard, especially when that's something that you knew it's sort of that moment where you're like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Like you were saying, like it go one way or the other. And you're like, oh yeah. And we've, we've led up to these conversations with other things that maybe she has felt insecure about, or she can't do, or, you know, and she's such a, she's very much like Bradley. I think I'm like this a little bit, but Bradley's very much like this. Like, you know, the first time he ever played golf, he thought he should be Tiger Woods. Like he's just, I know that you kind of struggle with that issue too, <laughs> especially with mini golf, but like <laughs> this idea that like, I should be, there's no, there's no beginner, right? It's mm-hmm. like, I should be a champion. And right. Ellis feels like that withdrawing. I mean, there's times where we have to put the paper down, put the pencil down and walk away because she feels like she can't get what she's vision envisioned in her brain yeah. in her head. So we've talked about that, but there was just something I knew this was like, yeah, a pivotal thing. And so I just really let her guide the conversation. I asked her questions that would help her kind of process it, but I didn't want to like put my own shit on there too, you know, totally. but she, I'm sure she's heard me say things. I really try to be careful when I talk about stuff, but I'm sure she's heard it. Um, but, you know, she has been made fun of a little bit by some people. And I don't, I think that maybe has been tiny little seeds planted. Um, she doesn't have the same childhood. You know, I had somebody pretty much telling me I was hideously ugly from the moment I came out of the womb. So it was, I feel like we're working from a better place almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, no, totally. I really encouraged her to keep telling us when she feels like that, you know, that's kind of Mm -hmm. the biggest step is just being honest. And, um, you know, one of the things she said, which I was like in awe of her honesty and her awareness, as I said, you're so beautiful. And she's like, I know when you and daddy say that, or other people say that you say it, but I don't feel any different. Hmm. And I just was like, wow, kid, (laughs) you're so cool. She is. Um, and then I just said, look, this is, there's a really good chance that this could come up a lot more or at least a a little bit more. So we're here and I'm here and, um, I'm not going anywhere and I love you. And, you know, we talked a lot about value and worth too. Mm -hmm. This was all within like 12 minutes of going to bed, but, um, it was hard. There's no way around it. It's hard to watch your kid be in pain, especially the same way that you were kind of in pain. Yeah. I think I wrote in the post, like, what did I write? I said, so as we sat on our bed in the dark talking, I allowed her honest and aware words to pierce my heart. We sat in the truth of the hurt. The generational wounds felt insurmountable. Yet at the same time, I knew we are prepared to climb this mountain. And I said, so we took one step. We prayed for her broken heart and the breaking of chains. And I prayed over her and I just thought about like, this is a bigger conversation, but I just felt like how much I wanted to be seen as a kid. And how I felt like I wasn't seen. And I don't mean that from the attention or the faint. I don't mean any of that. I just mean like, I think I really wanted someone to say, wow, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yes. Cause it's, it's so dismissive and I know people don't mean it to be, but when like, I think for me, 
I think for me being short was really hard. I was mm. small. I wasn't just short. I was really small. Mm. And I just was really insecure about it. And I hated when people were like, well, yeah, but like when you get older, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, but I still feel, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, sometimes I'll say things about myself now that I'm uncomfortable about and people be like, no, it's so pretty. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm trying to tell you how I feel. Not like I'm looking for validation. I think it's also hard. And that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to sit. And, and by the way, this was an active choice. This was part of the praying, like Kirsten be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Don't try to make this all go away for her because you yeah. can't, you know, and I think that's the part of parenting that um, is the hardest is that you can't make the pain go away. Yeah. Um, whether it's, you know, a broken arm or a fever or a broken heart. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also, I was thinking about this. I was like, there's so much that this podcast has like prepared me for as she gets older. And I think just sitting with people and being uncomfortable sometimes um, has been a huge gift of this podcast, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the other thing that I kept thinking about is like, she's eight, almost eight and a half. Yeah. And I'm not. And yet we're still dealing with the same stuff and I deal with it less, but how many, like how many of us feel this way? And what is that really saying? Like, what do we really need? What do we really want? What do we really needing in that moment? You know, they talk a lot about like when kids are acting up, but I I just was reading something. I loved it. It was like, they're not asking for attention. Stop saying they're asking for attention. They're asking for attachment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shiz. Yeah. And, and I just, I, I think I, you know, this podcast I listened to, they, they talk a lot about curiosity. They're like, have curiosity. Don't shame yourself. Ask the questions. They, they call it holy curiosity, but I really like that. I like the idea of like, okay, what am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling like that? And, mm-hmm. you know, so anyway, yeah. It's true though. And I, and I think those conversations sort of, you're right. Like it sets a precedent of if she feels uncomfortable about something else in the future, does she feel like if she comes to you, you're going to bury it, you mm. know? I remember um, a friend I had who uh, had kids way before I ever was even in a serious relationship said to me, I realize when my daughter falls down and is hurt or when she's upset or angry or frustrated or whatever, I want to fix it because I can't deal with how it's making me feel. Yeah. And I remember being like, yeah, I'm really aware of watching that with you. (laughs) (laughs) But I also now in these moments, it's a humbling moment to be like, oh. Yeah. It's like that with me too. (laughs) I just hope I, I hope I did. Okay. I prayed and I guess I hope I did. Okay. I hope I was humbled to the fact that I couldn't do this. I was not confident in that situation, but I was confident in that. If I just kept asking for help and praying and just being quiet and like listening that I, that it would be okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of, it will be okay. We have some updates. Do we? Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you go first since I just was talking? Okay. (laughs) For those that don't know, Aaron currently lives in Los Angeles. I currently live in Los Angeles, but I'm currently in Las Vegas because my dad is replacing all the ugly parts of my car because I'm selling it. It's okay for cars to be ugly. People aren't, but cars can be ugly. Yeah. Not if you're trying to sell it though. (laughs) Um, But uh, which is already a 
hard thing for me to come to terms with. I've had that car. Technically, that car I got in 2014, but it's the exact same car. We just got another version of it that I've had since 2011. So for narrative's sake, I'm going to say I've had that car since 2011. It's a better Beautiful. story. It's a, Thank you. I'm, Aaron, you're all about content. I love, oh, I'd much rather my life be a narrative um, because I am moving mm. back to Virginia and I can't take my car with me. And why are you moving back to Virginia? Well, as it turns out, <laughs> when I went to camp in July, I was like, as, as everybody knows, I went to camp in July for a week and it was only supposed to be a week and I was just going to help out. And I was like, man, I really love this. Why am I in LA at a job that I hate when I could be here? And so I ended up quitting my job at Starbucks and I was going to go work at camp for a month. And then I was going to look for camp jobs out in LA. While I was at camp in Virginia in August, I was like, and I want to be very clear about this. <laughs> I was like, no, this camp is the camp I want to be at. And I started to look around and I really, like you said, I was quiet and I really was like, I want to hear and find whatever I'm supposed to hear and find. And I have a feeling that there is something kind of magic here that I'm not going to get anywhere else. And I started asking everybody I was working with who I knew had worked at other camps, sort of, here's my hypothesis. Do you agree? And they were like, no, there's something here. And I was like, that was my, that was my worry. <laughs> so I started thinking, what even a full-time job at this camp would be for me? As I'm thinking that, they hire two more full-time people and that's it. I, I know what the full-time roles are and they were capped. That was it. And mm. I was like- I missed, I missed it. I missed, I missed the boat. Was there a part of you though that was like, was there a part of you though that was like, okay, well maybe this, okay, maybe that's my answer. Like I was. Yeah, totally. And I was okay with that. And I, it, ironically, there was a girl who had been hired for a full-time job that was from LA that had worked in the LA camp scene for forever. And she was connecting me with people and all this stuff. And then word kind of got around that I, well, it, it was sort of like, what do we need to do to get Aaron back for next summer? And I pretty much said as a joke, just hire me full time. It got back to the camp owner and the camp owner sent me an email that said more or less very kindly, let's cut the shit. You want a full-time job. We want you here full time. Let's have a meeting and see what that even looks like, how we go about doing that. So I had a really long meeting with them about what I wanted to do at camp, not even a job I wanted, just what I wanted to see. And it was basically like, I had been coming to this camp since 2004 and up through 20, 19, we had done everything the same way. Mm. It had, it had been the same more or less certain programs have come and gone, but the, the day-to-day -day was more or less the same 2021. Obviously we were close 2020, 2021. We had to change all of that for a million reasons, COVID protocols, staffing, but it gave us this opportunity to try out so many new things that we never would have had the possibility to try out. Mm. And I think it just sort of opened the door to like, we could do camp a whole different way. What does that look like? And I just sort of felt like if they're doing that, I want to be in on this conversation because I care about this place. Right. Mm. And it's important to me. And I, obviously I do, but I was just sort of like, I don't trust anyone else to keep a lot of the heart that I love about camp. And with yeah. that myself and one other person and the owners are the only people who have, who were returners. Everybody else was brand new staff 2021. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there was a lot of practical in 
she's been here. She knows how we used to do it. So she knows that kind of stuff, but also just, I think I realized my heart was really there. And then I went in and had a meeting with them and they were like, okay, so here's what we have for you. Mm. And they offered me the assistant director position. And I was like floored. Like my, uh, there are a few times in my life when my jaw has really dropped and that was one of them. Mm. And I just sort of thought like, as much as I don't love Virginia, I love this job so much and being in uncomfortable positions in, well, not uncomfortable, but like being in new situations in Atlanta and in LA, I have really been through the training camp of how to build a life in a new place. And I just feel like at this time in my life, I know I can do it. Other times in my life, when I've thought about working at camp full time, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm, the timing's was, right. The timing is totally right. And I was like, okay, that's that. But I wasn't going to start until November. So this past month in LA, I've kind of just been uh, living life, <laughs> just hanging out. If you follow but her on Instagram, she's been going to a lot of a lot of parties. I really got into the club scene in LA. <laughs> I love it. I love a good dance floor, and I love an invitation. Oh. Love a good dance floor. That's why I loved I weddings love- because weddings were like the most fun, the best, like most fun music. And nobody was trying to like, yep. I always say my favorite bars have a dance floor that give wedding reception vibes. I love this. I, I mean, obviously I've known this information for a long time and I, you know what? I remember exactly where I was. I was with Loic looking for tractors when you told me. <laughs> and at no point was this ever, a question mark for me. Once you went back that month, I knew that I knew that you were already going into the camping industry, but I was like 98% sure you were going back to camp for no other reason. And I, again, I said this on like months ago, it wasn't like, Oh, I just know. Not like, Like, and I told you so. No, no. It was more like you were, you had so much life. Yeah. You know, even my friends in LA were like, no, we weren't surprised. It's like, you light up when you talk about camp. And I was like, Oh, that's so nice. Like, yeah, and it's true. And I'm super excited about it, but I've also never been so terrified for anything. Like I'm genuinely so, so scared, but in an excited way and in a way that like, I want to do an incredible job at anything I do because I like winning, but (laughs) I want to do, and I know I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm really saying like, I love being the best at things. Yeah. So I give everything 110%. I totally get that. But this is almost like I want to do a great job because I actually care about it, Mm. not just because I care about me. Like I care about the work that camp is doing and I think they're making a huge impact. And even in 2021, we saw like kids are very different. The, The year that they had had in 2020, like kids react to each other differently. They react to situations differently. So I'm moving back to Virginia. I'm going to be living in a really, really small town in the mountains outside of Charlottesville. So that's going to be a huge adjustment. How far away are you from where you grew up? About two and a half hours, two, two hours, but, uh, it's going to be hard. And the other thing is I don't handle winter well at all. And I'm just making a concerted effort to make myself somebody who likes the cold. I don't know how I'm going to do you that. You should do, I, oh, what's, I wonder if I solved the book. Huga, is that how you pronounce it? Huga. It's, it looks like, 
Higgy. It's okay. like in Denmark and very, very cold places, how they, they're always happy. And they talk about candles, but they also talk about lighting and they talk about coziness, like blankets and pillows. It's this whole like ideology that when you get home, it's cozy. I, I think bought, it's, I think it's pronounced Huga. We got a book. Let me see. I bought a bunch of light boxes. I won't lie. Like, okay. It's going to be a huge adjustment. And I'm, when I say like small town, I mean, really the closest of anything is about 15, 20 minutes away. Right. It's going to be tough. You know, I'm somebody, I like to walk to Starbucks every morning. Like I like life being around me and it's just going to be a lot different in the months that we're not doing camp and retreats and stuff. So right. Right. It's going to be a journey, but again, like I'm, it's one of those, I'm ready for the challenge. I don't feel beat down by it yet. Mm. Wait, this is the word. American. This word spelled H-Y-G-G-E. How do you go about pronouncing it? Pretty straightforward. Hugo. 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 I hear what you're saying. And, I, you know, it's being out here. It's very different, obviously. But being out here has been such an adjustment for me. Um, it's it. And but I see like kind of what you were saying, like I am I'm, I'm lighting up here. Yeah, it's not Brooklyn. And I never got to say goodbye to Brooklyn in a proper way. And I was even talking to your mom about this the other day, because we were talking about you leaving. And I said, I know that feeling of like leaving a place and not feeling like everything you've, you haven't done everything you want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's how I felt about LA and Brooklyn, like LA, we left for Bradley's job and it was a really bittersweet time for me. And I'd had a lot of rejection and a lot of crush moments and a lot of ghosting. And it was painful to leave. I felt like a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, where Brooklyn, it wasn't that it just felt like what oh, Oh, we're going. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We didn't have the option to go back financially. That just was not an option for us at all, but there's also just been so much beauty here. So that's the other thing I'm, I'm trying to explain to people and I just don't feel like people are really understanding it. You kind of understood it when I explained it the other day, I'm feeling really stressed right now. I don't have any doubts about this job at all. I want to do this job hundred percent. I'm really scared about going back because I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know if it's going to be a really uphill battle for me, or I could go there and, you know, it's fine. I just don't know. And it's that uncertainty, you know, I can prepare and I'm ready and I feel like I have this toolbox full of things, but it's just the unknowing that's really hard for me. And also like, like I said, I, I built a life out here and it was something I always wanted to do. And now it's just, it feels like loss, but not in a, in a sad way. And I think also getting rid of my car has been really hard for me. I'm excited that I'm at a place where I can buy a new car. Like that's really exciting for me, but. I believe that Hannah Montana said it perfectly when she said it's the best of both worlds. (laughs) She did say that the wise philosopher, Miss Montana, Mm -hmm. Miss Montana. You know, we kind of talked about this isn't forever. I think Bradley and I had to tell ourselves that when we moved here. Yeah. You know, especially when we thought Brooklyn was our forever. We thought New York was our forever. It's like, oh, I think that's the other thing I'm, I'm feeling a lot of frustration at myself because I really was, I was like, I'm in LA. I can finally buy some permanent stuff because I'm not going to be moving all the time. Whereas in the past I knew, like I like to up and leave every nine months or so. So I just always buy like trash stuff and I finally bought some nice stuff and I can't afford to bring it back with me. So I'm like, foiled foiled again by my own. (laughs) So there's a little bit of self-hatred there for that. Oh no. Not, not like actual. It's just like, Aaron, make a decision and you wouldn't find yourself in this situation. 
But to be fair, I think sometimes, I mean, this podcast is such an like evidence of that, but sometimes we make a decision then for the decision to change. Like, it's yeah. almost like we had to make that commitment for then a new commitment to like, I needed it. to know that I could make that commitment and really mm. be okay with it to then be like, I, I mean, I, I say this a lot, but I needed to get LA out of my system. Mm-hmm. I, it's all I've ever wanted for so long. And then I did it. And even when I was there, I loved it, but I wanted to be somewhere else. So I think now I know, and I never have to wonder and I loved it and I'd love to go back someday, but I think right here and now, or at least camp is exactly where I want to be. I love that. I really Me do too. But I was an idiot. Cause when I moved to LA, I threw out all my sweaters. Cause I was like, ha, I don't live where it's cold anymore. Want to hear my updates? Um, yeah, why not? It's your podcast oh. too. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. I can just, I can go if you, if it's just, it's, it's fine. You're just no, looking at it. your phone. If you're not sorry, interested. big Magnum PI news. Oh my gosh. Got to tell my mom real quick. <laughs> go ahead. You can text Jenny. I'll wait. It's okay. She probably already knows. She probably. So a Friday and a half ago, a week and a half ago on the 15th. A Friday um, and a half ago. A Friday and a half ago. Two things happened. One, I realized October 15th, 12 years ago, was the day that Bradley and I, I saw him drive by. So I hadn't really seen him in three years. It was after I ghosted him. I was leaving Parker's. I was going to live in my new apartment. I saw him drive by. And I realized 12 years ago to the day is when we like reconnected where, you know, I found him on Facebook and all that after finding him on MySpace. Um, Cause I didn't know his name, last name. Uh, anyway, all that to say, I, I see this thing pop up on Instagram and Joanna, um, Gaines, Chip and Jojo, Joanna put this thing up and she was like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Like this is our anniversary of Magnolia opening. And I want to get $50,000 to like help somebody's dreams and blah, blah. And I looked at it and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I was like, that's like the kind of thing I would have done a million times over when I first moved to LA, even before I moved to LA, those are the kind of things I like, I just believed in myself. I took risks. I did all this stuff. And I just was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I was so proud of myself because I saw how much I had healed because even like two years ago, three years ago, even if I had done it, it was, it would have been like, I'm not going to get it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and I was like, maybe I will, but who cares? And to be fair, I wasn't doing it to get the money. Like I didn't really, I was doing it to try to get eyes on it because they have a network. And I just felt this, like, I've talked about this more on the podcast, but I just felt this kind of overwhelming presence of like, throw your net in. It's time to throw your net in. And I'm like, no, I don't want to throw my net in. I keep throwing my net in. Nothing's happening. And God's like, Hey, throw your net in, throw your net in kid. Trust me. So I was like, fine, I'll trust you. So I did this whole thing and it was like a huge application. And I had the thing about it is it was only a certain amount of work characters or words or whatever. So I had to like, it just took a long time, but I did it for crush the podcast, but I did it to make crushed a TV pilot, which I already have a TV pilot for crush, but I kind of want to change it a little bit. Looking through all the questions, see how I got to see like how far crushed has come from this one woman show back in 2012. And honestly crushed in a lot of ways started. It started the moment that my ex almost said his name, my ex called off the wedding the first time when I was tying the bows on the invitations 
And then it kind of, again, when Bradley drove by and then when I wrote it and, you know, it's like you have all these moments of, and then when I did it and the producer was like, we want to make this a TV show. And then he kind of ghosted me after a while. And then I did it again. And the woman was the man, the big manager was like, oh, we're going to come. And then she got like, I just see this kind of like trajectory of crushed and what crushed is. And so well, anyway. it went from a, it went from a me to a we. Mm. kind of went from a this is me and my my crushed moment to like but you know we've all had that yeah and I think there's been something so beautiful and about something transitioning from a a me to a we you mm. know thanks yeah um yeah so I just it was really exciting and then last week I also had a meeting with producers that read a producer that read my Christmas script and loved it and wants to talk about working with me and then so that one agency ghosted me but then my manager sent it out to another agency and they were like yeah we love her we want to meet with her (laughs) they were like we'll meet with her in a month so I have the meeting tomorrow and I directed two projects last week and we wrote it and the ideation and we produced it and Bradley executive produced it and I directed it and it's just like we've done so much work we've been in meetings for two months over it and I don't know. It's just like, I feel like God's like, it kind of goes back to the prayer of, um, you know, God, give me the grace to see what you want me to see. Like, Hey, throw your net in. By the way, I didn't get it. Like it was, uh, to me, it was never about the winning. It was more about the look, I'm putting my hat in the ring. Putting yourself my, up. Yeah. Putting my net over. You know, we just did this ghosting episode. And I think what's so weird is I'm not being ghosted right now. And it's very odd when I email somebody, they email me back. Yeah. And it's very weird. And I just need everybody to know how weird this is. Well, I think the other thing is, I feel like you're also coming from a place of, if you end up being ghosted, you're sort of like, that's okay. But because I put myself out there, I have these other, I have other things filling up my cup right now. You know, you know, there's no guarantee with anything I just said. Totally. There's nothing like this project that we've been working on. They could go in another direction. Like everything, there's no guarantee, but it just feels like, yeah, it just feels, I, I just feel really grateful that I get to use my, um, my talents. Like what you were yeah. talking about, you, I, I like, I feel like I light up. I feel like I, I just felt like more myself in the last few months than I have in so long, so oh, long. Awesome. And there was something that you said that I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but you said something about the editing or something. Oh yeah. And I don't know if I've shared with like, I, it means so much to me when you see and acknowledge the work that I put into the editing. And it means a lot to me because I trust your your creativity and your storytelling abilities. It really means a lot to me. And I think I've never shared with you how much that means to me when you've, because you've said it on a couple different episodes, you're like, wow, your editing was really good or something. And it's just like, it means a lot to me. And I just wanted to say thanks. Oh, thanks yeah. for thanking me. <laughs> I think, you yeah, know, it's, and, and that's the thing. I'm never like, surprised because I know what a strong storyteller you are but I think when I'm in it and like specifically with the live episode I think people got a chance to see sort of sometimes how we can talk in circles (laughs) but then you sort of like present it with this like pretty bow on top and I'm just always like I'm not sure that I I don't see things that way and so I'm always super impressed that you're able to do that you make us sound so good when we don't always sound that good. But if that, you should still become a crushy on Patreon yeah. and come to hear all the stuff because they're really fun. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> Not to undersell it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To wrap all this up is like, that's part of being a woman is for the most part. <laughs> to wrap all this up. <laughs> that's part of being a woman. Like we process 
talking guys for the most part process doing obviously that is a massive generalization but i'm talking about brains right now like the male and the female brain okay we process by talking we talk shit out and guys bradley's always like can we just fix this can we just like i don't understand what we can talk about this and I'm like, I haven't gotten it out. All the way. You know what I think about all the time is um, Sinead's episode when uh-huh. she talked about her and her husband, boyfriend, boyfriend, her and her boyfriend, yeah. uh, when they would get in a fight and he would go outside to get space <laughs> and she would just like slowly walk in and be like, are you ready now? Are you ready? To talk like, it's been five minutes. Like, no, I need some time. And she's like, okay, just let me know when you're ready. And then she's like, hi, I'm back. <laughs> No, it totally is. And, and so, yeah, all that to say, I just really love doing this podcast with you. And yeah, I feel like there's, I rambled a bit, but we always ramble a bit. That's why I edit. Like I said, I'm great at that. I'll Are you into that it? note. <laughs> <laughs>